Bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacy. Living Word with Pastor Mensah Otobin. And now, today's word. We are looking at the series Launch Out, and I am in part number four of Launch Out. And the subtitle is A Great Harvest. A Great Harvest. Harvest. This is the fourth part, and next week will be the concluding part, the fifth part, uh, the final part of the series Launch Out. I'll be concluding the series. So, we go to our text from Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 1 to 7. So it was as the multitudes pressed about to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. I'll be focusing on verses 6 and 7. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. Their net was breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. There is a direct link between obeying God's instructions and receiving God's rewards. When we do what the Lord tells us to do, we receive what the Lord has promised for us to receive. So anytime God wants to give us something, he wants to give us a miracle, he wants to give us a breakthrough, he will give us an instruction. And that is what God does. His blessings usually come to us in the form of instruction. Jesus wanted to bless Peter. And for him to do that, he had to receive from Peter. He received his boat. And from his boat, he preached. And after that, he needed to reward Peter for what Peter had given. It's similar to you coming to church and giving an offering to God. How is God going to bless you afterwards? That's what Jesus did. He didn't just rain fish from heaven for Peter. He issued an instruction. And within that instruction was the blessing. 
So usually after you have given to the Lord and served him and honor him, his blessing is going to come to you in the form of an instruction. And so we read that Peter obeyed the instruction, verse 6, and when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. Two things I want you to note. First is obedience. When they had done this. Literally, uh, in the Greek it is, and after doing this, after doing this, after letting down their nets as instructed by the Lord. Because obedience cannot be substituted. Obedience is better than sacrifice. You cannot disobey God and hope that worshiping him will cover your disobedience. You cannot disobey God and hope that if you give more offering, it will cover your disobedience. Obedience cannot be substituted. Jesus said to Peter, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And he had to obey the instruction. He had to do it. And the Bible says after he had done this, or after they had done this, they had obeyed. Everybody say obedience. The second thing you see is reward. Reward. They caught a large number of fish after the obedience. Not before the obedience. They caught a great number of fish. If there's anything you're going to learn today, it's those two words, obedience and results. The lesson we learn from this is that results complete our process of obedience. Results complete our process of obedience. Obedience is a process. It begins with receiving instructions, understanding the instructions, determining to act on the instructions, acting on the instructions, and seeing all the activities through to the end. Obedience must be complete. It, it cannot be partial. Jesus started the process, but Peter finished it. He gave the instruction, Peter obeyed it. That is the complete cycle. And it is when that cycle is completed that we receive the reward of God. You know, many times we want God to bless us, and especially for most of us in this part of the world, we think that Intense prayer is the only thing we need to do. So when life is hard, we pray. And when it gets harder, we pray harder. And when it gets hardest, we pray the hardest. But we never stop to ask, is there something God is telling me to do? Because long prayers cannot be substituted for obedience. If God tells you to do something, and you don't do it, no matter how long you pray, there'll be no reward. It's not really about how long you pray, 
but how well you obey him. And Peter had to obey what the Lord said to him. Nevertheless, he obeyed. Where we are in our walk with God is based on our last place of obedience. That's a very important thing. You know, uh, many times we look at our lives. I do, you do, we do. And then sometimes you just feel that it's been a long time since you've been happy. Or it's been a long time since you've seen a powerful work of God, a powerful miracle. I mean, you look at you, yeah, there were, there were times things were happening, but you just look at your life and it looks like things have not been happening. I don't know whether it ever occurs to you, things are not happening. And then sometimes we feel, oh, I need to fast a little bit more, and it's good to fast. I need to pray a little bit more. We need to. But most of the time, your last place of happiness was your last place of obedience. The last time you obeyed God is when you had your last happiness. And if you stop obeying him, you can come to church all you want, pray all you want, win all the souls in the world to Christ. But if you don't obey the instruction he gave you, there'll be no reward. Samuel said to Saul, obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience. You can, you can bring all the fatted rams to God, but if you're disobeying him, it's not going to help you. And that's what we learn between Peter and, and Jesus. Peter learned obedience. So how did this magnificent miracle happen? We're going to look at the nature of the miracle. What happened? Now, obviously, this miracle that we're talking about in Luke chapter 5 is what we call a nature miracle. A nature miracle. And when we say something is a nature miracle, it means that God uses the forces of nature to work the miracle. So, there is water. There is the Sea of Galilee, Lake Gennesaret. It was there. God did not empty and bring another water to the Lake Gennesaret. He didn't change it to something. It's the same Lake Gennesaret. The fish that were caught, they were already in the sea. They were not manufactured freshly from heaven and dumped in the sea. You know, sometimes we give uh, biblical interpretations that make the whole Bible look like a magical conjuring thing as if God took fish from other waters and brought them there. No, the fish were already there. They were just in the wrong location. So same water, same fish, same boat that went to sea last night and didn't come with any fish. Same net that caught nothing. Same fisherman. So all the ingredients that failed yesterday are present today. Same thing. Yet God works something. And that system that failed previously, he reconfigured a situation and everything that didn't work yesterday began to work today. He didn't bring any new introduction. The only new introduction is the word of God. 
That's the only thing. So if you look at the process, we say that God's word came and God's word created movement. God's word gathered the fish in the right place. Normally in the lake of Gennesaret, the fish in the lake will go to the lower parts of the lake during the daytime. And they would leave the shore and go to the deeper parts of the water. And that's why Peter felt it's not going to work in the morning. Because the fish are there, but they are not available. But God's word is able to create movement. And when God's word creates movement, things that are there but wrongly positioned will be moved into the right position. May God create movement in your life. In this week, may there be movement. The money is there, but it has to move. The promotion is there, it has to move. Your husband is there, he has to move. Your wife is there, she has to move. All you need is movement. And that's what God is doing. He's not changing the lake. He's not manufacturing new fish. He's only moving things. That's why the Bible says God makes all things work together. He moves all the parts together. May God cause movement in your life. Because everything you need to have a happy life is already present. Everything you need. Everything you need is there. Everything you need for a breakthrough is there. Everything you need for a miracle is there. It's not going to come from heaven. Everything was there, but wrongly positioned. And Jesus released the word that created movement. Not only did God's word create movement, God's word, secondly, provided insight he showed where the fish were gathered. He showed where the fish were gathered. So it's one thing God's word creating movement. There is movement. The fish is gathered in the west. You are fishing in the east. So movement has been created, but you have no insight. You have no knowledge. You have no know-how. As the heart where they are. And Jesus used his word to do both. Created movement and gave insight. He said to Peter, launch out into the deep. And as I said, uh, when I was talking about that, I believe that when Jesus said launch out into the deep, he gestured where he was telling them to go. Because normally if you're telling somebody to go somewhere, you point to where they must go. You tell your child, go and fetch the ball. You don't fold your arm and say, fetch the ball. You say, go and pick the ball. Pick that chair. Take that table. Go there. Go. You, you gesture. When Jesus said, launch out to the deep, he didn't fold his arm. He showed where the deep was. So his word gathered the fish. His word gave the direction as to where the fish is. And those two are important. May the Lord cause his word to gather for you 
And may the Lord give you knowledge of where the gathering is taking place. Because if you're praying for a husband and God gathers the husband and he's in church, he's in first service. And he's sitting somewhere. You must know where he is seated to go and sit by him. So God has gathered the person, but you must have the insight, the knowledge of God to know where the gathering has taken place. And that's what Jesus did for Peter. The fish are gathered. Where are they? There. The money is coming. Where is it? There. My breakthrough is coming. Who has it? Him. Are you, are you getting me? God's word creates the opportunity, the gathering. But that's not where he ends. God's word goes ahead and gives you insight as to where the resource is located. And that's what happened. His word created movement. His word provided insight. But that's not all that happened. There's a third factor. Peter's experience, equipment, and compliance caught the fish. The fish can be there. You will know they are there. But if you have no boat, you have no net, and you don't know how to fish, you will watch a miracle gather in your location and you will not be able to harvest it. So there is a God side of it. There is a Peter side of it. Peter's experience was important, although it failed him yesterday. It worked for him. If he wasn't a fisherman, he couldn't catch that fish. If he didn't have a boat, he couldn't catch that fish. If he couldn't, he didn't have partners with him on the boat, he couldn't catch that fish. And if he had not complied, he couldn't have catch, caught the fish. You know, many times we say, God will bless me anyhow. And I mean, there, there, there is a sense in which, um, I mean, we, sometimes we, we want to show the immensity of God's power and, and, and the sovereignty of God. And so we say things that, if God wants me to have it, he'll give it to me. If God wants to bless me, I will be blessed. And the very, I, I, have, I value that statement. But sometimes it is an incomplete statement. Because some blessings God wants to give you, you need a boat for it. And the boat may be education. You need net for it. And the net may be that you must smell good. You're trying to catch fish, but the scent is repelling fish. <laughs> so, so you, you may say, well, I've prayed and prayed and prayed, but God has not brought the, he brought the fish. He told you where the fish was, but your equipment did not help you to take advantage of what God is given to you. Sometimes it can be a quarrelsome nature. It's a bad net. Can't catch fish. 
God brings you breakthrough and you fight them. Lord, give me a wife. The woman comes and says, ah, look at her, look at her. When they are saying women, you too, you are, you are showing her. Look at her. <laughs> Bad behavior. So three factors are working. God's word creating movement. God's word providing insight. Peter's experience. Yes, of fishing. Equipment. Yes, of building a boat, mending a net. Compliance. Being able to say, yes, Lord. All of those factors came together to make the upper factors. God's word providing direction and God's word providing movement work. Because if you didn't have those factors, the miracle would happen, but he would not harvest it. Have you ever thought that there may be fish swimming around you, that God has put you in the midst of what you are praying for, but your net is not catching anything. Have you ever thought about, about it? That it's not so much about God, give it to me, God, give it to me, but God, prepare me for it. Is that, is that, that's a possibility. Because we, you know, when we don't have something, say, give me, 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 give me. Could it be God has already given? But you are still at the shore. Because you don't have a boat. Are you in the boat? The fish is in the water, you have no net. Or you have a net, but the net is too heavy, and you have no partners to help you to put the net in the fish so many other factors. It's not always Godward. Sometimes it is manward. Final observation and a very important one. Miracles can both solve problems and create problems. So we see a great harvest and new problems. After solving the problem of catching nothing, now they have a problem of, of managing catching too much. <laughs> Many times we move from the problem of having nothing to the problem of having too much. For example, a single person worries about the problems of having no one. And then marries to be faced with the problems of having somebody. <laughs> you marry the woman and say, hey, did I go or did I come? <laughs> you look at the man and say, hey, Lord. <laughs> I was happier when I was single. <laughs> so, 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 you are catching nothing. He said, Lord, I want to catch. And then he, he gives you a harvest and you're catching too much. And now everything is breaking loose around you. Because God's abundance, God's supply, God's favor will usually reveal your weaknesses. And your inadequacies. 
So let, let's look at what happened. Two main problems happen after they caught the fish. First is failing systems. Their net was breaking. Another way of saying it is that their net began to break or was about to break. That is if you take it from their original source. Their net did not break. Because if the net broke, they would lose all the fish. But the nets began to break. In other words, the system they used to catch the fish was stretched to its capacity and couldn't handle what was happening. You know, sometimes God can bless you so much that your system can handle it. Your system can handle it. You get, you get, God lifts you up so much, you go to uh, a place in high places. Now you're dealing with people at high levels, and your mind must match them, your English must match them, your communication must match them, your, your table manners must match all of that. Then you realize, Lord, when I was a nobody eating the chop bar, I didn't have any inferiority complex. Now I'm sitting before all these people, and there are all these spoons and, and forks here, and I have to eat, and I'm feeling very, very inadequate. Your net is breaking. The net is breaking. You have caught. Don't, don't say, Lord, I don't want the fish. You want the fish. But the net is breaking. You have to manage that breaking net. Not throw away the fish. The system is failing. Sometimes even a church, you can grow so much, the system is failing. A marriage can be so blessed, the system is failing. You have so many children, the system is failing. Don't throw away the blessing. You have to manage the failure of the system. So what did the Peter and Code do? The Bible says that they beckoned or signal to their partners. Remember at the beginning of the story, there were two boats. Jesus got to Peter's boat. So Peter's boat is the one which is on the sea. The second boat is on the shore. Most likely belonging to James and John. So Peter didn't shout because they are a bit far away on the sea your, their voice won't carry that much. So he waves frantically. Trouble, trouble, trouble. So the second boat with James and John sent out from the shore going to Peter. Because the net is full of fish. It's straining. And if they pull it up, the net is going to break. The weight of the fish cannot be handled. By the net. So they bring these people up, Peter and John. You know, all through Sunday school and all of, of the training, you know, sometimes you learn all these things from your childhood and, and you don't take time to study it. So I always thought that when the other two fishermen or the, the, the second boat people came, they came to help them to pull the net. But if the net is breaking because of the fish, then if more people come to lift it, the net will break. 
So they didn't come to help pull the net. They helped to come and catch the fish. So the fish is in the net. The other guys came and they started scooping up the fish from the net. So the net will not break. And when they scooped up the fish, they started picking the fish. Picking the fish. And put it in the boat. 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 To relax the pressure on the net. They moved the fish from the net to the boat. That's what happened. Then they created problem number two. (laughs) They have a system failing. Now they have an overburdened structure. Their boat began to sink. Because what they did really is transfer problem from one place to the other. From the net to the boat. And the boat was also overburdened. I mean, it's a good thing to have a good problem. It's like when a church grows so large that you don't have place for parking cars. It's a good problem, but it's a problem. Because some people may decide not to come to church again because they have no good parking spot. Or a church grows so large and there are pickpockets in the church. Because all kinds of fish are caught into this net. So somebody comes to church and he comes to worship the Lord. His hands are up and somebody's hand is down their pocket. Picking them. So if you don't manage it well, then somebody says, I went to church, I went to worship God, and I was pickpocketed. It's not really the pastor's problem. It's a system weakness. It's a system weakness. And they may decide not to come to church again. So you have to learn to manage both the structure that is overburdened and the system that is fraying. You don't dump the fish in the water because it's creating new problems. Don't dump your husband in the water. Don't dump your wife in the water. You prayed for him. He came. You've moved him from neck to boat. Still sinking. But thank God, you have something now instead of nothing early this morning. It's a miracle from God. It's a blessing from God. It's abundance from God. But it's challenging your systems. It's challenging your capacity. And you are trying to manage it. And next week we'll see what Peter did when he saw the boat too is sinking. (laughs) I mean, of course, he's not afraid for his life because he's a fisherman. And if the boat sinks, he can swim. All of them can swim. Maybe only Jesus cannot swim. But he doesn't need to swim. He'll walk on the water. So nobody's life is in danger. The only thing that will happen if the boat sinks is that all their hard work will be lost. They will go back to square one. We have toiled all night long and caught nothing. And now they'll say, we've also toiled the whole morning and lost everything. May that never be your story. 
it will never be your story. When God gives you a harvest, your net will be stretched. Your boat will be overloaded, but you will get the harvest to the shore. You'll get the harvest to the shore. And that's what happened to Peter on that day. He got his harvest to the shore. This morning as we reflect on this supernatural encounter between Jesus and Peter, we want just to think about our lives, obedience, our obedience. And the first point of obedience we want to pray for is for, for everyone here who has not received Jesus Christ in their heart as their Lord and Savior. If you are here in church and you say, Pastor, I, I want to live for Jesus. I want Jesus to be my Lord. I want to be born again. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want new life in Christ. If that's your desire, lift up your right hand wherever you are. Just lift up your hand. The ushers will see. You say, I want Jesus to come into my heart. Lift up your hand. Ushers, look at those with their hands up. Look, look at them. Look at them. There are people with their hands up. Look at them. And whilst your hand is up, please give them the forms very quickly. The ushers are going to give you a form and we're going to pray with you. If you lifted up your hands, if you lifted up your hands, let your hand be up until you get a form. And put your hand upon your heart. All of us do that. And say, Heavenly Father, I come to you today just as I am. I am a sinner. I need Jesus. I ask you, Jesus, come into my life. I want to serve you. I want to obey you. I want to live for you. Be my Lord and my Savior. I surrender my life to you. And I ask you to guide me by your word, by your spirit throughout the rest of my life. In your name I pray. Amen. If you pray that prayer and you are given a form after the service, please fill out that form and let us have it because we want to reach out to you. The rest of you who want to pray, just let's stand for a minute as we pray. I just want to agree with you for three things. One, that God's word will come to you wherever you are, whatever you are looking for and praying for, that God will speak a word into that situation, that everything that has scattered will gather, that the things that you're looking for will gather around you. And I'm going to pray the second prayer, that God will, his word will guide you to where the gathering is taking place. And I'm going to pray the third prayer that God will equip you with everything that is needed to take advantage of every opportunity he has created for you. Can you agree with me on those prayers? Put your hand upon yourself as we pray. Father, thank you that you are the God of more than enough. And we read the scriptures today and we see and we hear and, and we, we know the awesomeness of your presence. That in a very hopeless situation, Jesus, the word of God made flesh, comes in and issues a word. 
And so, Lord, I come into agreement with my brothers and sisters this morning that your word will come into their situation. Whatever they are desiring for, whatever they are seeking for, whatever they are praying for, let your word come to them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Give them a word, a word directly to bring about movement and gathering, movement and gathering wherever the miracle is let it gather in place for them and father give them a word of direction speak to them in their hearts speak to them in their minds speak to them from the scriptures let them hear your voice let them have a sense of direction let them have a sense of purpose that they will move to the place where the gathering has taken place and father as they are going Cause every experience of their life, the equipment of their life, the knowledge they have acquired, their, their education, everything that they know from their past, let it work it in their advantage. That they would take advantage of this great harvest that is coming to them. For everybody here today, this year 2023, you will launch out into the deep you will let down your net and there will be a massive catch a massive catch a massive catch and your boat will not capsize and your net will not break your harvest will be protected your harvest will be safe in Jesus name Amen and Amen give the Lord praise somebody Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.